Hi, my name is Rhett Barden, and I'm the lead pastor of One Life Church, and I want to thank you for joining us today. At One Life Church, we exist to help you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. For more information on how you can be a part, please visit us online at olc.church. Enjoy the message. Well, all right, all right. How are we doing this morning, One Life Church? You doing well? Hey, it is so good to see you today. Thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with us. Hey, we are in a series we're calling Reset. Everybody say Reset. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun. But before we jump into the series today, hey, can we just do something that we do every single Sunday? Can we put our hands together? Can we welcome our online church family right now? Come on, throw your hands together. Let them know how much you love them. All right, so we're jumping into this series called Reset. Uh, we are a message note-taking church. I want to encourage you to go to olc.church, click the button that says message notes, follow along today, fill in the blank, send yourself a PDF, save it as an email, send it to a friend. Why do we do notes? Here's the reason. Because I don't want to just inspire you on a Sunday. I want to give you the tools that you're going to need Monday through Saturday. And I'm telling you, life is going to hit you. And when it does, you're going to need the tool to pull out of that tool belt, some tool belt to know how to face it. My hope is today from God's word, you're going to learn something that you're going to be able to apply to your life in a very practical way that can bring about life change. Now, come on, everybody say, it's time, it's time. For, a for a reset. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, it's time, it's time. For, a for a reset. Now turn to your second choice and say, he's talking to you. All right. Hey, guys, listen, it's time to hit the reset, man. It's time to refocus. It's time to realign. It's time to bring our lives back into center around what is most important. And there's never been a better time to hit the reset button on life, if you will, than the beginning of a new year. And so what we've been doing over the past couple of weeks is we've been just covering some pivotal or catalyst moment resets. In the first week, we talked about prayer and fasting. We talked about how prayer connects us to God and how fasting disconnects us from the world. And we, what we discovered in that message was that if you ever feel like there's a disconnect in your life, maybe spiritually, maybe you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling or something's just kind of missing in your life, Jesus addressed it. And he gave us not only saying, here's the problem, you're not connected enough to me, but you're too connected to the world. He said, I'm also going to give you the solution, which is in order to connect with me, you need to pray. But in order to not connect with the world, to disconnect, you need to fast. And there's power in prayer and fasting. And we just led the church through three, three weeks of 21 days of prayer and fasting. We always give God the beginning of our year. Why? Because we believe that whatever you give God first has the power to bless the rest. And that's not only a principle in our finances and our giving, but that's a principle for our spiritual health as well. So we started the year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you missed that message, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that. In week two, what do we talk about? We talked about not only do we talk to God through prayer, but how do we hear from God? Well, the word of God teaches the way that we hear from God is the word of God. Why? Because the Bible is alive. The Bible is a living, active. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates to dividing soul and spirit. In other words, it does, it, it, it does surgery on our heart and on our soul, and it helps bring healing into every area of our life. And if we ever want 2021 to be the best year of our life, not only does it have to be the best year where we're connecting to 
God in prayer and disconnecting from the world and fasting, but it's got to be the year we get back into God's word and we get God's word into us because I'm telling you, it has the power to change everything. So we talked about that. If you miss these messages, go back and listen to it on our podcast. Now, last week we preached the message that honestly is one of my favorite messages because it's so dear to my heart. And that was, we talked about hitting the reset button on worship. And what I said is it's time to turn my worry into worship. In other words, it's time to take my anxiety, my fear, the things that I'm feeling hopeless about and to turn that around and to begin to worship God. Why? Because what we learned from Matthew 6, 33 is that if you will seek first the kingdom of God, all the things that you need in this life. And by the way, God knows you need some stuff. In fact, he knows what you need before you even know that you need it. And he's already provided what you need before you even knew that you need it. Come on, somebody. We serve a good God. And God said, if we'll seek him first, he'll add everything else into our life. In other words, he will bring divine order. When we bring our lives into order with his order, blessing is released in our lives. And honestly, that is what this entire series is all about. This is why I'm teaching about prayer and fasting. This is why we're teaching about God's word. This is why I'm teaching you about worship. Why? Because I want to see divine order restored in your life. Because when divine order is restored, the blessing of God is released in 2021. Will be the best year of your entire life. If it is the best year spiritually. I promise you that. Now before we get into the topic on today, I want to ask you a question. How many of you enjoy going to the chiropractor? Can I see a hand wave in there, right? How many of you enjoy going to the chiropractor? I'll tell you what, I didn't at first, but then after I walked out of the office the first time, I was like, ooh, it's amazing how good your life can feel when your spine is aligned. Can I get a good amen, somebody? But, but this is what I've come to realize when it comes to a chiropractor is I'll go, hey, doc, man, my, man, my shoulder, ooh, it hurts really bad. I need you to fix this problem right here. And he'll say, okay, man, go ahead and line on the table late, you know, get ready. And I think he's going to like put pressure here and do something here. But you know what he does? He pulls my leg. I'm like, hey, doc, no, problem's not with my leg, bro. I don't know. Problem's right here. He's like, hey, I know, Rhett, just trust me. He pulls my leg, something pops. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoo, Jesus, I feel, that feels good. Like I have no idea that the pain wasn't really here, but it was really because something was out of alignment in my leg. And as I thought about that, I was thinking, you know, the same is true with all our lives. Think about this. Many of us are experiencing pain and problems in our marriage and our finances and our health, whether it be physical or emotional in our job or career, but we're all trying to fix a symptom. We're trying to fix the shoulder, but the real problem isn't the shoulder. The real problem is over here. The solution is in a different place. And so today, what I want to do is as a pastor, I simply want to try to be your spiritual chiropractor, somebody. I want to try to alleviate some pain by not treating the pain, but treating the source of the pain. And so I want to help us take a step for a reset. Everybody say reset. It's time to hit the reset button. It's time to align our life back to God's purpose for our life. That is your first couple of blanks in your notes. We are a message note taking church. So write that down. It is time to align our life back to God's purpose for our life. Now I know what you're thinking. Many of you are thinking, well, Rhett, how in the world does aligning my life back to God's purpose have anything to do with the problems and the pain I'm experiencing in these areas of my life? Well, let me show it to you. Proverbs 29, 18 out of the message paraphrase. 
It says, if people can't see what God is doing. In other words, if there's no vision, if there's no plan, no purpose for your life, check this out. We'll all stumble all over ourselves. And so many of us, that's exactly what's happening in our lives. We can't put one foot in front of the other, so to speak, when it comes to our marriage and our finances and our health and our emotions and the things we're dealing with. We're stumbling all over ourselves and we're experiencing these pain and these problems and it is affecting every area of our life. But notice the rest of the verse. Notice this. It says, but when you attend to what God reveals... In other words, when you begin to align your life back to God's plan, back to God's purpose, back to the vision that God has for your life, look at the promise of God. It says, they are most, everybody say that word out loud, they are most blessed. In other words, your lives begin to make sense when your life comes back into alignment with God's purpose for your life. That's why I'm telling you, 2021 will be the best year of your life if it's the best year spiritually, praying, fasting, in God's word, worshiping, and being realigned back to the purpose that God has for you. So on the front end of this message, I'm going to give you two reasons why purpose is important. On the back end of the message, I'm going to give you some practical ways of how to apply this with some subpoints. So today's going to get inspirational, but also be very practical. So why is purpose important? Let's answer that question first. Number one, because I have a God-given purpose. Come on, everybody say purpose. You and I, my friend, have a God-given purpose. In other words, it's not just for the select few, the strong, the proud, the pastors. No, come on, man. You were created on purpose for a purpose. You have a purpose. In fact, I love the way Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says. It says, my friends, we are God's workmanship. You are handcrafted by God, uniquely designed, created and designed in Christ Jesus, not just to go to work, go home, play a video game, go to bed. Go to work, go home, watch some TV, go to bed. Go to work, go home, maybe eat a nice dinner, Go to bed, wake up, over and over and over. God has more for your life than just existing. God has more for your life than just breathing air, paying taxes, and dying. There is a plan. There is a purpose. You have been designed, created, handcrafted by God in Christ Jesus to make a difference with your life. Look at this. To do good works, which, check it out, by the way, God prepared in advance. In advance. For us to do. What does it mean? It means God had something for you to do and then he created you. Oh, don't miss this. Listen, God just didn't go, oh man, this boy, like he's tall, he's lanky, he's got a big head, big nose. I don't know what I'm going to do with this guy. What do y'all think, Gabriel, uh, Jesus, Holy Spirit? Why don't we just throw him down in Alabama for a few years and see what happens, right? If y'all don't know, I'm from Alabama. I'm talking about myself right now. No, it didn't happen that way. God had a divine purpose for my life before I was even created. He had something for me to do, then he created me. Listen, you, my friend, are not an accident. I don't care what your mama said. I don't care what your daddy said. I don't care what your crazy uncle said. Listen, you are not an accident. Now, there are accidental parents, absolutely, but there is no accidental child in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, you are designed by God, handcrafted by the Lord of Lords. You, my friend, have a purpose and were created on purpose for a purpose. If you believe that. Come on, give an amen or something this morning. Let me know you're alive today. 
So you have a God-given purpose. Second reason why purpose is important. You ready for this? Because time is short. Time is short. Listen, I am no expert on eschatology. What does that mean? It means I'm not an expert on end times prophecy. I'm not an expert, but guess what? I've read the Bible. And as I read the Bible, I believe from what I can tell and what I can see that we are in the last days. What are the last days? It's the days before Christ returns. When I look at what's happening in the world, I look at the things according to Scripture. Scripture says, hey, when you see these things, redemption draws near. When you see these things, get your house in order because I'm coming back soon. So in my opinion, I believe that most, if not all, prophecies as far as end time prophecy has been fulfilled or at least is being fulfilled as we speak in this world. In other words, we're living on borrowed time. So I love what James says in chapters four, verse 13 through 14. Look at this. This is why he says, now listen, hey, you who say today or tomorrow, man, I'll go to this city. I'll go to McCall. I'll I'll go to the coast. I'll spend a year here. You know, I'll carry on business. I'll have me a little instafluence, you know, and make a little bit of money on the side with my YouTube channel. I mean, listen, he says, why you don't even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You're a mist. It appears for a little while and then vanishes. Because of this, my friends, now is not the time to be casual with our lives. Now is the time to align our lives to God's purpose, God's plan, God's vision for our life. And my hope is you're saying, man, I'm in. How do I do this? Great question. Number one, gosh, we got to prioritize what's most important. We have to come to the place to where we prioritize what's most important. Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and you'll see what I'm talking about. God tells us, stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you. In other words, stop living the life the world's way. Stop aligning your purpose to the culture of the world. How? By being inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you Think. Everybody say think. Change the way you think about what's really most important. We've got to change the way you think. Why, why, why? Look at the rest of the verse. Because changing the way you think will empower you to discern God's will. In other words, it will empower you to align your life to God's purpose, plan, and vision for your life. You know, I've never met anybody on their deathbed who ever wished that they could work another hour or go back to, to work another day. And I'm thinking, man, I wish I had just another dollar in my bank account, man, that'd be great. No, not at all. Never met one of them. In fact, now, is work important? Of course, work is important. But is, it, is sacrificing your family at the altar of work really worth it? Is sacrificing your emotions and your health at the altar of work really worth it? Pastor, I was starting to like this church. Now you're stepping on my toes. I don't know about this. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, if 2021 is going to be the best year of your life, you've got to change the way you think. We've got to prioritize really what's most important. I love what Paul says in Philippians 3, 7 through 8. He says, listen, whatever was to my profit, whatever I thought was important, my career, my accomplishments, my fame, my 100,000 followers on Instagram, like my bank account, my, my car, my boat, my camper, my truck, my two trucks, whatever it might be, whatever I thought was profit in this world, I now consider loss for the sake of really what's most important, which is Christ. Look at this. So he says, what is more? 
I consider everything a loss to the surpassing greatness. I love that. The surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things that I thought were important. So I consider everything that this world has to offer me. It's rubbish. It's garbage. It's trash. It's stank, y'all. It's like the, the, the factory here in Nampa. It's, it's just bad. <laughs> if somebody would have told me about that factory on this side of town before I bought my house, I'm just saying. <laughs> I bought my house sight unseen. Didn't even see it. When we pulled in here, actually a couple days ago marks the three-year mark that my family and I moved here, which is really cool. Um, yeah, we were scared to death. Uh, bought a house sight unseen. And showed up, pulled up in the driveway, and I was like, thank God there's a house here. I literally kissed the ground when we got out of the truck. Because I was like, I haven't been sold a bag of goods. There's actually something here. But then I was like, but what's that smell? <laughs> My realtor was nowhere to be found on that day. He met me up a couple of days later. I was like, bro, you left something out of this picture. <laughs> I love you, uh, realtor. You know who I'm talking to if you're listening to me today. I'm just messing with you. I'm digressing. I have no idea. This is not in my notes anywhere. So I consider everything this world has offered me is rubbish. It's garbage that I may gain my purpose in Christ. I love this. What is Paul saying? He's saying, guys, I've discovered what I thought was important really wasn't important. In fact, what I thought was important pales in comparison to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, of coming into my purpose, which is in Christ. Woo. I'm fired up this morning. I am in love with Jesus. Because this is real and living in my life. And I'm telling you, if you could just catch a glimpse of this truth, it will change everything. Change everything. So here's the question. How do we do this? Like, how do I prioritize what's most important? Let's get really practical, okay? Here it is. How do we do it? What does it look like? Number two, we have got to create calendar time for what's most important. We have to create some calendar time for what's most important. You know, it's amazing to me how many people say they have values. Oh, I value my family, I value my marriage, I, find, I, I value relationships. But if I look at your calendar, I'm not going to see any of that on it. Listen, what you value will be on your calendar. Show me your calendar and I'll show you what you value. Because here's the truth. I don't know about y'all, but as for me and my house, like vacation 2021 was on there like 2019. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why? Because I, I value time with my family on vacation, and I guarantee every single one of you do too. And if I were to look at your calendar, that's probably one of the things that are on there, Lord willing. One week, two weeks, a weekend, whatever it might be. So what you value. So if you value your marriage, husbands, wives, if you value your marriage, then your marriage should be on the calendar. My wife and I, we're not perfect. We don't have a perfect marriage. We're going on 15 years of marriage. We've got so much. We've learned a lot, but we've got so much to learn. Really, I've got a lot to learn. Can I be honest with you? Um, but one thing we've learned is that if we value our marriage, it has to be on the calendar. So every Monday is our day off. That's the day off that we've just chosen to have. And um, every Monday we have a date. And we'll just go out to eat. And it'll have to be expensive. Sometimes it's grilled cheese. You know what I'm saying? But we're together. We're together. Why? Why is that on the calendar? Because I value it. We value it. Because if it's not on the calendar, it won't happen. We'll just talk about it. But it'll never happen. At some point, we have to grow up as mature individuals and begin to prioritize what's most important of the things we value. And if you value your marriage, it needs to be on the calendar. 
If you value your finances and you want to get debt free, my friends, it is time to write the word from hell, which is budget on your calendar. (laughs) Can I just be honest? My wife, thank God she loves it, right? But it's like painstakingly miserable for me. But we get together and we talk and we have a married people, a conversation, (laughs) a communication. It's amazing what communication will do for for a husband, a wife, and a family. Why do we put it on the calendar to make a budget and to talk about where the money's going? Because we value it. We value it. The same is true with relationships. Like if, if you want to do life with people, it needs to be on the calendar. Anything you value needs to be on the calendar. Here's a great prayer. Psalm 90, verse 12. God, teach us to number our days and to recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. In other words, God, help me to be wise with my time. Help me to be wise with my time. I'm going to give you a very practical tool that's changed my life. My pastor taught me how to do this and you know, he gave me the principle, but I actually had to apply it. And it's taken me a while to kind of get this in my life. But it's called the rule of five. Everybody say the rule of five. And, and so the concept is if you'll just do five things, just prioritize the five things that you think are most important in your life. Take those five things. You don't have to do them all day. You just need to do them every day. And so the concept is if you'll do, you don't have to do them all day, but if you'll just do five things that you consider most important, if you'll do those every day, over time, over consistency, it will add value to your life and things will begin to change. Think of it like this. Think of it like a tree. Like if there was a huge oak tree standing right here in front of me and I took an ax and I came to that tree and I went, okay, I hit the tree once, hit the tree twice, three, four, five, drop the ax down, walk away, come back tomorrow. Now let's be honest. That first day, it's barely going to make a, a dent in the tree, right? But if I come back the next day, pick up the axe, swing it five times. One, pop, 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 pop. I hope that was five times. I don't know. I lost count. <laughs> Drop the axe, come back the next day. Over time, what happens? Over time, if you do that enough consistently, what's going to happen? Timber. Right? The tree is going to fall. Many of us expect results, but we fail to create the consistent habits for it to happen. Some of us, we expect results, but we fail by trying to do too much. In other words, some of us are going, okay, here's my axe. I'm exhausted. Forget this. I ain't got time for that. It's kind of like the person who hasn't been to the gym in over a year. (laughs) It'd be like me going to the gym this week, which is on my calendar, going to the gym this week and trying to work my upper body, my lower body and run five miles. How many of y'all know if I tried to do that and come back Tuesday or Wednesday, it ain't happening. Why? Because I've worn myself out. And some of you are just trying to do too much. You're trying to do too much. The secret to success, the secret to aligning your life to God's purpose is simply doing a few things, a few minutes, every day. Every day. 
So I'm going to give you five things that are mine. You don't have to make these your own, but I would encourage you, if you don't have a place, a starting point, I would encourage you to maybe take these and use them until you want to do something else. Here's my five things. My rule of five, pray. I don't have to do it all day. I just need to do it every day. So every day I'm just going to have a conversation with God. What is prayer? It's a conversation. It's a conversation with God. So every day I'm just going to talk to God. Doesn't have to be all day. It just needs to be every day. It could be as simple as, Ooh, God, I didn't get much sleep last night. I got a lot on my plate today. I need some help because I'm about to deal with some crazy people. Lord Jesus, right? That's a prayer. That's an honest prayer. And can I be honest? God likes honest prayers. He's attracted to it. So I'm going to pray. I'm also going to read God's word. That doesn't mean I'm going to spend like, oh, man, I got to read 10 chapters because I'm doing the one-year Bible and I've missed 10 days. Now I've got 10 things to make up. No, I'm just going to take maybe just one verse. Maybe open up your YouVersion app if it's the Bible verse of the day. I'm going to read God's word. If I go a day without God's word, it's like I'm going a day without hearing his voice. It's like I'm going a day without hearing my wife's voice. I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to. That can't. Uh-uh. I, I need that in my life. So I'm going to read God's word. I'm going to love those who are closest to me. That's my wife. That's my son. That's you. I'll have to do it all day. Can I just be honest? If I told my wife, I love you, 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 I love you. Ooh, you're so amazing, amazing me. If I said that all day, every day, like that's gonna be exhausting, right? She's like, please stop, right? I know you love me. It have to be all day. Just needs to be every day. Love those closest to me in very practical ways. Make a difference in somebody's life. Listen, when it comes to making a difference in someone's life, stop thinking like the big picture, like, oh, I've got to lead a thousand people to Jesus. Or stop thinking about like, oh my goodness, I got to go feed a hundred people, you know, on a Saturday, you know, who, who, who aren't, don't have a home. I got to give them food and, and just spend thousands upon thousands of dollars. Like stop thinking about the big things. Now, are those things important? Yes, absolutely. But don't, please don't limit yourself to not think that even just a simple text of, hey man, I was thinking about you of encouragement, or a simple, everybody practices with me. <laughs> a simple smile. When you're doing a transaction through Dutch Bros, or wherever you may be shopping at Walmart, and that person's stressed out, and they're asking you how you're doing, but they don't really care. And you look them in the eyes, and you're like, hey, I hope you have a great day. With a smile on your face, and mean it. That it's making a difference in somebody's life. Rather, can it be that simple? Yes, it can. It can. And then here's the last one, and I didn't even really want to talk about this one because this one's the one I'm not doing very well at right now in my life. i got to take care of myself. It's okay to take care of yourself. In other words, I've got to figure out a way. I don't have to do it all day, but I need to do it every day. Let's figure out a way to get rest in my life. Figure out a way to get healthy or to exercise. Oof. <laughs> so these are my rule of five. You don't have to take these. They don't have to be your own, but you need to, you need to have something that you do every day. Well, we have to prioritize, you know, to align our life to God's purpose. Very simple. We have to prioritize what's most important, put those most important things on the calendar. We don't have to do them all day. We just need to do them every day. And so Here's a few things that I'm going to give you that are kind of subpoints to this whole calendar time thing. And I think it's really important. I would encourage you to put these on there. And here's one that's, you got to make time for refreshing. You got to get to the place where you make time for, not in a selfish way, but in, in a selfish way, in a healthy way. It's me, myself, and I. 
Some of you like to be alone. That's how you feel yourself. Some of you like to be with people. That's how you feel yourself. Whatever it is, you have to find out what replenishes your soul, and you've got to make time for it. You have to make time for it. You have to make time for rest. Look at what Jesus said, Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. Jesus said, I want you to learn from me. I want you to learn from my example. All throughout scripture, if you're trying to honestly learn from Jesus' example, specifically when it comes to rest or refreshing his soul, you will find consistently Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John over and over and over again. Jesus went by himself to pray. He went to the mountain to pray. He went to the ocean to pray. Yes, Lord Jesus. You know, like he went to the garden. He prayed. Jesus himself was teaching us how to replenish our soul. And you've just got to get to the place where you prioritize what's most important and your soul health is important. And I want to say this about rest. I want to make this statement. By the way, listen, rest isn't inactivity. Rest is the condition of your soul. That's why some of you go on vacation, you come back more exhausted, more, you're like, oh my God, I, this was supposed to be a time of rest and I didn't get any rest, I'm exhausted, but I didn't do really anything. Why in the world am I exhausted? Because the condition of your soul is not at rest. You need to reset in God's presence. You go back and listen to week one, week two, week three of this series of getting divine order restored. Why? So that blessing and refreshing in your soul can be restored back to health. Listen, God created, last time I checked, last time I read, God created the heavens, the earth, the fish, the animals, the sea, the sky, the water, the clouds, the mountains, and you and I in six days. Six days. What did he do on the seventh day? He rested. Think about this. Did God need rest? Of course not. He's God. But what was God doing? God was setting up for us the example of what we need in our lives. He's saying, hey, if you will take one day of rest and replenish your soul in your life, you will get more done in six days than you could ever imagine getting done in seven. Try it if you don't believe me. Try it. You'll be like, "Woo! I don't know how I got. You'll be able to think clear, clearly. You'll be able to make decisions faster and clear. You'll, it's like, why? Because your life is getting back in the divine order of, of putting God first, but also taking time to replenish your soul. This is important, and somebody needs to hear this. So I'm just saying, my day off is Monday, and you know what the hardest thing for me to do on a Monday is? Is turn this thing off. Why? Because, well, I can make every excuse in the book. I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to be available. I mean, like when people text or things are happening, right? Now, you know I love you. I love you very much. And if something's an emergency, you know how to find me. You know where I live, right? <laughs> so here's the thing. I have to do a better job at turning this off. Why? Because my soul deserves it. Your soul deserves it. You have to take time, whatever it is for you, to replenish you. I don't know why I'm spending so much time on this, but I really feel like somebody needs to hear it. It will set you free. You need to hear this. It's okay. You're worth it. You're so worth it. You're worth it. You need to take time to replenish your soul. But not only time for refreshing, we need to make time for life-giving relationships. Everybody say relationships. relationships. Listen, the most important decision that you make after God is the decisions about your relationships. Listen, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. In fact, let me say it this way. Show me your pain, and I'll show you the people you're doing life with. 
In fact, if you'll show me the people you're doing life with right now, I'll show you the pain that's going to come in the future. You are the sum total of who you do life with. And relationships are vital. They're vital to your soul health. They're vital to aligning your life back to God's purpose and plan. So when order is restored, so blessing can be released in your life. And this is why we do small groups. We're going to talk about it again. Small groups. We do small groups. It's not, this is who we are. If you're not in a small group, you need to be in a small group. Stop doing life alone. You're better together. Life change happens in life-giving relationship. Well, Red, all I'm just hearing right now is just your opinion. Okay. Like, maybe you're here today and you're like, I don't really think it's that important. In fact, if it was so important, why didn't Jesus say something about it? Okay, let me show you. If Jesus said that it was the most important thing, wouldn't you think that we need to follow his example so that we can receive blessing and restoration and refreshing? Look at this. Matthew 22, 36 through 39. An expert of the law came to Jesus and he said, Hey, teacher, which command in the law, which by the way, there were over 400 of them, out of all 400, like, like which one is the most important? He was trying to trick Jesus. Jesus answered, look at what he said. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. This is the first and most important commandment. And you're thinking, that ain't got nothing to do with people. But check this out. The man asked for one. Jesus came up to the rest of the verse and he said, hey, you know, the one is actually two. Look at this. He said, and the second command is like the first. The second command is the most important, just like the first is. You can't have one without the other. They both stand and should be at the top of your list, which is love your, everybody said out loud, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, now I don't know this. I don't know if you've come to realize this or not, but you can't love people if you're not doing life with people. Listen, you can say you love people all day, but the truth is love isn't a statement. Love is an action. I can say I love you all day, man, but it means nothing. Word talk is cheap. Nobody cares how much you know till they know how much you care. We have to love people. This is why Paul says, and so emphatically in Hebrews 10, 25, this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together in small groups. Pastor Rhett, didn't you read this last week? I thought we moved beyond this point. I'm saying somebody needs to hear this, including myself. This is not the time to pull away and to neglect meeting together in small groups or to neglect meeting together on the dream team or to do what God has called you to do as some of you have formed the habit of doing or even talked yourself out of or have other people talk you out of it. Why? Because we need each other. I need you. You need me. We need each other. And this world needs us. This needs us. Red, you really have to talk this much about life change and relationships? Yes. In fact, we should come together and talk about it even more frequently. Eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day, the glorious day of Jesus Christ and his return. Why? Because a person, look at this, Ecclesiastes 4.12, because a person standing alone. Listen, many of you who are listening online, some of you even in this room surrounded by people, you've been doing life alone and you're wondering why you're being attacked. You're wondering why you're being defeated in every area of your 
life. I wonder why. Look at what God said. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but somebody who's in a small group, come on, somebody, but two can stand back to back, socially distanced, of course, but two back to back can conquer. And even three, those who are part of the dream team, come on, somebody, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Come on, if you believe that, say a good amen, somebody. I'm telling you, this is life-changing truth. So if this hasn't convinced you, let me give you one more scripture. Maybe this will. Matthew 18, 20. Jesus said, listen, wherever two or three come together in honor of my name, I am right there with them. God is right there with you. He's with us today. God is in small groups. God is in small groups. Where God's people are, God's presence is. Where God's presence is, God's power is. Where God's power is, there is freedom. And where there's freedom, there's a man or a woman standing in alignment with God's given purpose and design and destiny and vision for their life, making a difference with their life. Woo! I'm fired up today, y'all. I'm telling you, I am fired up because this is living truth. This is the word of God, which will bring life to every area of your life. Your 2021 will be the greatest, I'm telling you. If you align your life back to God's promise and purpose for your life, how do we do it? We prioritize what's most important. What does that look like? We got to create calendar time. Well, can you be a little bit more practical? Yeah, the rule of five. Make time for refreshing. Make time for relationships. And here's the last one. Make time for eternal reward. Make time for eternal reward. In other words, choose to make a difference with your life. In fact, I would even say it's not even really a choice. Rather, it's an expectation that Jesus has of all of us. Look at John chapter 14, verse 12. Jesus said, the person who trusts me, or in other words, the person who aligns their life to my purpose for their life, will not only do what I'm doing, but in fact, they'll do even greater things. Do even great. Did y'all just hear that? You and I, my friends, will do even greater things than Jesus. Really? If how? If we'll align our life to his purpose in our lives. Why? Jesus said, because I'm on my way to the Father. And check this out. I'm giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. And you can count on it. What did he do? That's the question. All right. If we're called to do what he did, and that's an expectation. Jesus, what did you do? He served people. Look at Mark chapter 10, 43 through 45. If you want to be the greatest one, if you want to live your life with purpose, if you want to align your life back to divine order where blessing is released, then you've got to live as one called to serve others. For even the Son of Man, Jesus himself, did not come expecting to be served by everyone, rather, but to serve everyone. So one of the greatest ways you can do that is our dream team. One of the greatest, most practical ways you can be the hands and feet of Jesus and make a difference with your life is our dream team. Why? Because it is an opportunity to be like Jesus. If for no other reason, that's a really good one. It's your opportunity to love people. It's your opportunity to serve people. It's your opportunity to align your life back into alignment with God's purpose for your life. It's an opportunity for you to change the way you think. For God to empower you by his Holy Spirit and to help transform you from the inside out. Well, how do I get a part of the dream team, man? Because I want some of that. I'm so glad you're asking. We have a class that we do every Sunday. 
It's the one thing we announce over and over and over and over again, hoping at some point it will go from here to here so that you'll be able to experience everything I'm talking about today. We call it discover. Discover. It happens during this service. And honestly, what is it all about? It's all about really getting you connected to relationship. Why? So that you can make a difference with your life. And let me just, let me just give me a little asterisk here. This is not about One Life Church. I love our church. I think you're the greatest church on the planet. I'm pretty biased. But there are a lot of great churches in this valley. And our role and our job is to not just build one life, but it's to build the kingdom of God. And that's if you and I are in any conversation, you're going to hear me say, listen, we want God's best for your life. If it's here, woo, praise God, that's great for us because like, we're going to be better because you're here. But if it's not, it's okay. Our job, our position is to help you see how important it is to be plugged in somewhere. Why? Because your life will thrive. Your life will be fulfilled when you're planted. Your life will be fruitful. Many of our lives were not fruitful because we're not planted. And we're like, I wonder why this, I'm like, if, if I had an apple seed in my hand, you wouldn't be going, I wonder why that apple seed ain't making a tree right now, man. I sure could use some of that. Why? I'm like, no, of course not. Throw it in the ground, water it, get it planted deep. Let the roots grow. What happens over time, their lives produce fruit. We think Christianity is a boop. Oh man, my life is beautiful now. Give my heart to Jesus. Yeah, it is beautiful. Your eternity has been set, but there's a process that needs to go through of growth. And a lot of us don't like that process. So we just kind of stand at a distance. And I'm just saying, if you want to grow, you want 2021 to be the best year of your life, I am not trying to build a program. I am not trying to build a church. I'm trying to build you. I'm trying to build you. Y'all know I speak the truth in love, but hopefully with grace. I love you. I'm not here to please you with what I say on a Sunday. I'm here to give you God's word. And God's word says that you need to be planted. How do we do that? This is your open door at One Life. So come next Sunday. Come to the first service and attend Discover the second service and see what your life would look like. In fact, as I say that, I recognize we're doing small group rally day next week and we will not be offering Discover next week. So I apologize. <laughs> but we will be offering it again in February every other Sunday. And you can go online. Like if you really want to do it, go online. We have the whole class online. So anyways, this is why Paul said, 1 Timothy chapter 6, 17 through 19, do good, do good. Get on the dream team. Make a difference with your life. Do something, man. Be like Jesus, be his hands and feet, do good, be rich in good deeds and be generous and be willing to share. Make a difference with your life in this way. Look at this. I love this. In this way, you will make time for eternal reward. This is how you do it. It's how you align your life back to God's purpose and plan for your life. You'll lay up treasures for yourself in heaven as a firm foundation for the coming age. Why is this important? Don't miss this. So that you may take hold of the life that is truly life. Don't miss this. Why do we do this? So that you may take hold of a life that is truly life in your family, in your marriage, in your emotions, in your health, in your finances, in your career, in your job, in your relationships. You can take hold of the life. That is life. This is why we align our life back to God's plan and purpose. So how do we do it? We gotta change our thinking. Why? Because the bottom line is this. I read Romans 12 too earlier, but I didn't give you the rest of the verse. I wanna show you the rest of the verse. This is where it gets good. Because this will empower you to realign your life back to God's purpose, which is beautiful. Y'all see that? It's a beautiful life. It's a satisfying life. And it's perfect, not in your eyes, but it's perfect in his eyes. His eyes. Listen, you will never hit perfection until heaven. 
God does not expect you to do anything to earn righteousness. Let me be very clear. God has already done everything through one and only person, Jesus Christ, his one and only son, to provide salvation, forgiveness of sin, healing. You can't do, it's grace, it's a free gift. You can't earn it. You can try all day long, it will not happen. It's been done. But what I'm saying is, if you will align your life to God's power, if you'll align your life to God's divine order, if you'll align your life back to his plan, his purpose, and his vision for your life, the fruit of it will be a beautiful life. The fruit of it won't be a perfect life, but it will be satisfying despite the things we face, and it will be perfect in his eyes. And it's, it's this kind of life that God invites you to today that I want to invite you to as well. Will you bow your head, close your eyes, nobody looking around. We'll be here just another uh, couple minutes. If you're here today and you're like, you know what? I'm feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders. Like Red, I would really like to prioritize and do these things, get my calendar in order, but like, I don't even know where to start. Can I give you the best alignment that you could possibly make this morning? And that's just align your heart to God to come back into alignment, into a relationship with God. It's loving the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. It's coming to a place where you just got, God, I, I've tried this on my own too long. I can't do it anymore. I'm tired. If you'll come to the place, surrender your life to God, that's the best starting point. Some of you are here today, you've done that at one time, but you've walked away. Some of you are here today and you've never done that. Can I tell you, it is the greatest decision of your life. It's an absolute blast to know that you're in relationship with God. It comes through saying a simple prayer, and I would love to lead you in that prayer this morning. For God to love the world, he gave, he gave, he gave. God wants to give you something good. He wants to give you life and life to the fullest. With every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around, I'm not gonna call you down front. I will not ask you to stand. I promise you, I will not embarrass you in any way. But if you're here today, you're like, Red, I wanna align my life back into a relationship with God, or either I want to align my life for the first time into a relationship with God. If that's you, would you be so bold to raise your hand right now all across the room, every head bowed, every eye closed? Would you let me know who you are? That way I can just say a simple prayer for you right where you're sitting this morning. God bless you. God bless you, man. You can put your hands down. It's the greatest decision of your life. Whether you raise your hand or you didn't, listen, we just say a simple prayer and mean it from all your heart to say, Jesus, I receive what you've done for me. I believe you died. I believe you rose again. I believe you paid for my sin. Forgive me. Change me. Come live on the inside of me. I declare you as my Lord. I declare you as my Savior. I give you my life. I give you everything. Put my faith and my trust in you. Now pray this. Say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life to help me make a difference. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, can we put our hands together this morning to celebrate with those who made a decision? Yeah.